Hi everyone, thank you for listening to our new podcast, Tampa Craze. My name is Nadia. And I'm Charlotte. It's been a long time coming and can't wait for you to join us. We're only three weeks behind schedule, no big deal, right? I mean, who was the smart one who impulse planned us starting a podcast at the beginning of holiday season? That would be me. Sorry guys. Alright, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Tampa Craze. You can also shoot us an email at tampacraze at gmail.com. Anyway, let's get the show on the road. As you guys may have guessed it, we are doing a fun little recap show of uh, Amazon Prime Video's newest reality TV series, Tampa Bay's. And um, I think one of the first things we want to talk about is something that if you have followed the show at all and the you know press surrounding it, you will already know about this issue, but um, in the opening like scenes, uh, the narrator, who happens to be Cuppy, one of the people on the show, um, she mentions this super diverse population in Tampa Bay and how it's a very progressive LGBTQ scene, which we'll address the LGBTQ scene Secondly, but first, I thought it was really, um, I guess short-sighted to say that it was a diverse cast because as the first episode goes on, we don't meet anyone with less than like a mid-tone skin range. Like there's only two black women, Jordan and Mac, and both of that, like Jordan's lighter skin than Mac and Mac is like mid-tone. And so there's not really, like, yeah, okay, cool, there's other races, I guess. I hate saying that phrase, but whatever. There's other races on the show. Like, we've got a handful of white girls, a handful of Hispanic women. We've got Shiva, who is, I think she's Middle Eastern, Persian maybe. Forgive me if that's incorrect. Um, And then we have Jordan and Mac, who are, you know, like the black representation and it's good that this show actually finally has, you know, black representation, but at the same time, there's a very, like, clear lack of, like, skin tone range within the cast, and I think media picked up on that really fast. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks, a lot of little news, well, entertainment news articles about it, and yeah, it's just something that I guess I hope, you know, changes second season. I mean, do you think they're going to be putting on new cast who might be you know, a wider spread of representation next season? Like you said, there aren't a lot of... There are people of color, but not a lot of, like, dark-skinned people. And they probably do have friends who are darker-skinned. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just did end up on the show. Yeah. Or maybe they don't have darker-skinned friends, which is a different conversation. Yeah, a completely different um, conversation. As far as uh, having more people on the show for next season i don't know they might have the same cast another thing uh you don't see a lot of representation for very masculine lesbians either it it's like all femme and then those who are kind of more masculine you still have you get they get like feminized almost yeah in the the talking head portion and that's That's the second part of this conversation that I was saying, you know, saving for Mm -hmm. last was the alleged progressive LGBTQ scene. But let's face it on that show. They're all conventionally attractive, some verging on like 
extremely like like what society expects a very like fashionable woman to look like like Haley is 511 and has like a rockin' bod like I'm not going to lie but like when's the last time you or I met a 5 foot 11 lesbian who's also high femme and wears lashes and makeup and you know, trots around town with her girlfriends, you know, when's the last time you and I met someone like that? I couldn't name a single time. Like, I feel like the majority of the cast who tend towards Haley's presentation on the spectrum um, isn't exactly realistic. I mean, you and me, what are we? Five, four and five, six. We're yeah. little and we're like, I mean, you're not as round as I am, but. We're both much rounder than the uh, cast of Tampa Bay's. And it was kind of disappointing to see just another set of twiggy women. Yeah. And I think that's like the general problem with TV. They always want to put the most attractive, um, appealing people. Of that population. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever population you're talking about is always going to be. The tallest, the most attractive. Like, even if you turn on, like, the Mexican channel, yeah. all the actors are going to be, like, Spaniards pretending to be Mexicans in whatever novella. Yeah. But, yes, hopefully next season. These, like, Criollo families who have been in Latin American countries for a long time. I mean, those folks are the ones that tend to get um, the best paid opportunities in entertainment in Latin America and stuff like that. Right. So, um there's still a lot we don't know. Yeah. We <laughs> we have a lot of questions for season two because yeah. it, it ended on a total cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, obviously we'll be getting to that in later episodes. We don't have to worry about that right now. Right. Um, so tacking on to kind of the seemingly uh, privileged perspective that all these women hold being, you know, if they are people of color, they are on the lighter end of the skin tone spectrum. Um, if they are butch presenting, they also pass very, very easily as femme people as well. Um, but another thing that actually bothered me in regards to like privilege and stuff was when uh, Haley and Murphy or Brianna, they go AKA Murphy, but everyone on the show calls them Brianna. I think I've heard them, I think I've heard them be referred to as Murphy like maybe four times. Um, I mean, it is a very lesbian thing to go by your last name. But anyway, is, but, everyone, <laughs> but everyone says Brianna anyway. So I'm going to stick with Brianna. Um, she opens up by saying, I'm a real estate investor. And I'm like, OK, landlord, just say landlord. Like, let's be honest with who we are and what we're about. And then what's her face? Haley. She's like, and I'm her business partner. It's like, OK, are so- you business partner or are you just like tagging along for the ride yeah but um maybe that's a bit rude of us to assume i mean what else is a gossip podcast for if not to be rude pot stirrers so there's something interesting to be said about um i guess the wealth that these girls seem to have access to because not all of them seem to also have the ability to live in a home by themselves or with one minor roommate who is also like a cast member on the show at least the people whose homes were shown i think we see mel's house murphy and brianna's house and summer and marissa's house i will say mel the artist she does seem to be one of the few people who are kind of 
like the self starters like they, they're not oh, yeah. mooching off their parent oh, or anything yeah. and mel seems like such a genuine gal you know like yeah. she seems so sweet like she seems like the most i don't know just like i get the most real vibe from her over anyone else well she and shiva shiva like i don't think shiva has the ability to be fake I don't no. think Shiva has a filter. Capability no, there's no filter. Like do this charade. Like, and that's what I kind of love about Shiva. Like I really do. Like Shiva's honestly my favorite person on this podcast. Yeah. I would totally hang out with Shiva. I would just need to lay out some boundaries. Like, okay, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, what blows my mind. Shiva is getting her master's degree. In microbiology. Like in microbiology. No, no. Marine no biology? Less. No, microbiology. Okay. Okay, when when you meet Shiva on the show and you hear her talking and you hear her interacting, she's just like, yeah, dude. Very bruh like, girl. Very bruh girl. And you wouldn't when I heard that she was doing her master's degree out in Tampa Bay, I was like, wait, what? You already have a BA? Like, she just yeah. seems like so bruh girl. Like, okay, so Olivia's story where I guess we hear it later. I can't remember if, if it was at the end of um, episode one or episode two. But Olivia's like, oh, yeah, I got my GED. And then I, you know, I was out on my own and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to lie, but the vibes that Shiva was putting off, I would have expected that to be her origin story. Not, I have a degree in bio and I'm getting my master's in microbiology. Let's go hit on some straight woman, yo. You know, which we will touch back on. Yeah. That, that's a very interesting conversation to have about Shiva always pursuing straight women. Oh my gosh! But yeah, we have a whole section on that in a moment. So, in regards to like the dynamics, the dynamics and the introduction of all the characters, um, it's made pretty obvious in the beginning that uh, Brianna and Haley like to set the scene they like to have a sense of control around what's happening around them they like to kind of be orchestrators and it's really interesting because they're all like oh we're no drama oh we're super chill everyone loves us but the fact that you have to be so controlling you have to be the center of attention you have to um be the one throwing all of the popular events um it makes it feel very much like you're not chill yeah, um, I notice, I've noticed that people who say they're very no drama are usually the ones that get mixed up in drama, whether oh they start God. it or they just kind of get know. intertwined in it. Um, and it's like, oops, I didn't mean to, but honestly, like, we know that we, there's got to be something else going on. Like, there's got to be some weird orchestration in the back because there's just too much issue over who's throwing what party and who's attending whose party and whether the people attending are liked by everyone else at the party and there's a level of orchestration which I guess we should be used to being from Orange County but um it's it's really kind of made obvious on the tv show for sure and I think it's it's kind of interesting to see what would happen with Brianna and Haley after Another thing about the whole control thing with Brianna and Haley, um, I'm not going to lie. I, the statement that Brianna made in her talking head after 
Marissa, you know, explained that Brianna and Haley like to be like in control of the scene. Um, Brianna goes on and she's like, you know, yeah, we're kind of like the queen bees of Tampa Bay. And I absolutely wanted to vomit when she said that. Like, how cringeworthy that you're like, I am the queen bee. <clears throat> and what's funny is that I feel like most people in their scene don't care who is the quote unquote queen bee. They just want to exactly. have a good time and be chill with everyone. I know that obsession itself with being on top is kind of like extremely dysfunctional. And it's so frustrating that like Brianna and Haley are very oblivious to that factor of the way they present themselves. Yeah. And let's talk about the party. So Brianna Murphy she has this huge house, and like you said, she always wants to set the scene. So she wanted to throw the birthday party for Jordan and Shiva. And it was like a Y2K theme thing, and they invited uh, Marissa and Summer because they wanted everyone to go. Um, yeah, and Marissa and Summer were friends with Jordan, so it only yeah. made sense that they did attend for Jordan. They and were pretty clear about it. They said being before cool they were it. just kind of bar friends. Yeah. So I like they were hoping that they would just kind of exist in the same space no drama Mm -hmm. but unfortunately there were there was drama at the end you had marissa and uh summer they say they always end up at white lie this local bar they go to and they kind of not so quietly got them and a couple of their friends to ditch the party so they were they weren't very quiet about leaving the party because a couple of people also followed with them and so of course Brianna, she gets mad because she hosted this party for everyone. She put a lot of money into this. Um, and then, like, a bunch of people dishing the party, go to a bar. Which is a weird thing to... Okay, so, like, Summer and Marissa said this really weird thing. That, to them, the house party is the pregame. And then they always end up at the bar. But what does the party have... What does the bar have that the party doesn't, you know? Like, at a house party, you have everyone you know. You have a bunch of drinks, snacks. There's a pool. Um, just no, like, no creepy, like, strangers. Mm-hmm. There's music. It's a good time. Like, I would rather stay at the house party than go to this, like, bar where... Yeah, but we're both homebodies. So, like, we're more comfortable being with people that we know and are, like, safe around. Yeah, Um, I guess. So it does make kind of sense in that regard. Mm -hmm. So another thing that's made pretty clear, I can't remember who said it in the Talking Head confessionals before we switch into like when the Y2K party actually starts. But something that's said is that there's this unspoken battle between Brianna and Haley and Summer and Marissa. And I feel like that's a very clear setup to let us know what the key drama in the season is going to be. And so we're then whisked away to Brianna and Haley's perfect party house, which granted it is a beautiful space. I love that kind of like recreation area where they have the, that fake plant, those fake plant walls with the neon lighting. I think that was so beautiful. Oh, I would totally party there. So we get to see the cute stripper pole in that beautiful plant room. And I will say, I love that one thing that Brianna Murphy says, which is, um, what is it? You can't have a party without a pole. I kind of like that. That's that's I like that motto. That's a good motto. I will say, it's a good motto. Can't have she a party was without a pole. Surprisingly good. I know. At being on that pole, like yes! just spinning around like she nothing. Can stay up. She had the little thigh strength, but I guess all you really need is body strength. You don't exactly need to um, 
to like have like pole dancing experience. And it does help to have one in your home when you, so you can practice yeah, every so you, often. When you yeah. get bored, you just run up to the fancy fake plant room and practice your spins on your pole. Um, but anyway, they bring us back downstairs to their house where they're in the kitchen getting ready. I think who arrives first, either Olivia or Cuppy. And they arrive first. Oh, yeah, Cuppy was wearing the cute butterfly clips for Y2K. She looked darling. I'm kind of obsessed with Cuppy. But who wouldn't be? She's magnificent. I just, I'm, I'm just so, like, there's something, like, very magnetic about her. I don't know. Um, so we get pulled into the kitchen and um, Brianna and Haley are like, oh, look at what we got for, for Shiva. And they pull out this, like, giant white funnel from like a restaurant supply and like a plastic like not pvc because pvc is solid but that clear plastic like flexible like plumbing tubing and they're like we got this for shiva as her gift it's a beer bong i'm not gonna lie if my friends threw a birthday party for me and then were like here's your gift it's two pieces of hardware have fun i would be i would be livid I would be so mad because all they're really giving me is a tool for everyone else to use at the party to get drunk. They're not actually giving me a gift. They're giving me a gift that I then have to give away to everyone else at my party. I mean, I guess, but they did throw the party and spend a lot on the entertainment and decorations and food and drinks. But She's a landlord. She has the money. Oh, it's after, um, I think it's right before the party happens when people start funneling in, but Summer and Marissa aren't quite there yet. We get the talking head portion where um, Brianna says that, you know, Summer and Marissa are super judgy and annoying, but it feels a lot like projection to me because so far we haven't had any talking heads of Summer and Marissa being judgy or annoying but we've had multiple of Brianna and Haley being super judgy and super annoying. Um, but we end up finding out that um, the beef between Summer and Brianna actually started nine years ago. I think it was Summer or was it Marissa? They mentioned something about high school. Yes, someone dated... Someone, either Summer or Marissa, dated... Uh, someone from Brianna's high school and that person from Brianna's high school, I guess Brianna gave them a hard time throughout high school. So the person dating Brianna's, you know, subject of torment, I guess, obviously you're not going to want to like be friends with the gal who's bullying your partner, you know? Yeah. And what's funny is that, I mean, I can only speak for this group, but like they mentioned before that everyone dated everyone at one point, even if it was a short-lived relationship. That's true. Um, Like Marissa said she dated Cuppy for like, what, three months? Not a, I don't even think they gave us a specific time frame because it was so short-lived. Yeah. But anyway, um, they hold on to a lot of petty stuff from the past yes. and like... Like, I remember there was a little side shot after we learned that fact that Cuppy and Marissa had dated. There's a side shot where, or, where Marissa, no, not Marissa. There's a side shot where Brianna is like, yeah, and Cuppy dated Marissa. 
they used to be together. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 and blah. Like it was very, the way she was saying it was like, made it sound like it was this super intense relationship when we had just heard from Summer, Marissa, and Cuppy that it was very short lived and very casual. Yeah. And uh, Marissa's current partner, Summer, she's totally cool with it. And I like, mean, they're, they're all friends. Cuppy and Summer are like bestest best pals. And so. That little side swipe that Brianna tried to do just kind of gave me another checkpoint on the you're a you're a fishy bitch kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, what are you up to? Yeah. And to follow back on Cuppy, um, one thing I wanted to talk about, they, they really like hammered this a lot in this episode. Uh, Cuppy pretty much leads on Shiva a lot. And they did have a. I don't know what you would even define their history because they would, like, get it's drunk, make out. Like, friends with benefits. You know, it sounds like what white girls do with each other when they're, like, straight and they're trying to be provocative in, like, community college. Oh, I got drunk and made out with my best friend. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. And then they go back to being their, like, quote-unquote straight selves. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I got from that situation. And Shiva's just going to do what Shiva does, which is, like, lust Keep, after people who don't yeah, want to back. Yeah, pursue it. And to be fair, Shiva was getting mixed signals. She was trying to interpret them. Yeah, and Cuppy was being was being deliberately confusing, it felt like. Yeah. Because you don't go and say, we're just friends, okay? And then you go and give someone a very tender kiss holding their chin. Are you oh kidding my God. me? I would have been weeping in that makeup room. Like, oh, I would have been so sad. I would have been the first one to leave the party. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have been like, bye guys. Um, Cubby just ruined my night. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go to White Lie and party without all of you. <laughs> so speaking of um, White Lie and leaving the party, perhaps we can now address the contents of said party. Which looked poppin', to be honest. I mean, we go, we get shown the backyard, and then Shiva and Jordan are sitting on these chairs, and these very beautiful dancers with these super cool light-up net tops come out. And obviously, there are women there to give lap dances. And I thought, I just thought it was really considerate and so sweet and so indicative of who Jordan is as a person when she was like, don't worry, I got consent from my you know long distance girlfriend that I'm allowed to get a lap dance like I thought that was so sweet (laughs) to be honest if I was out or if I was at home and Nadia was out with her friends for her birthday and she came home and told me that she got a lap dance from someone at the party as long a as long as it was from someone I actually didn't know and b that person was very explicitly like a dancer I wouldn't be fucking mad at it like that's what sex works about, you know? And um, <laughs> you get paid to dance, someone enjoys it, and then you go back home. I'd be totally fine with it. On the other side, yeah, Shiva, who was acting like she's never seen a body before. I she's know, just I like, think that's what I think that's wide what, like, Summer and Marissa said that Shiva looks like she's never touched a woman before. Yeah, and oh you see God. it in the B roll. It, it's the B roll, and it's slow motion, and Shiva's looking at it like she's come upon like the fountain of youth or something yeah. like it's absolutely entertaining and i will say after watching a whole series i think it's really funny that 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 moment had the best cinematography oh, out yes. of the whole show oh, <laughs> they put their whole pussy into that and they really did you kind of saw it too just kidding <laughs> 
Um, so it's at this point that we really, you know, this is where Summer and Marissa are starting to kind of ramp up and being like, oh, do you want to go to the bar? Let's go to White Lie. And they start kind of almost, it's not even just like, oh, you want to come with us? Cool. Okay. We're going to leave in a few minutes. It's kind of like they go around, they go into other rooms asking other people who want to, you know, if they want to leave. And in that regard, like that is, that's really... I'd be pissed if someone was doing that at my party. I'd be very yeah. mad, especially if I put the effort. And I will admit, Brianna and Haley put a lot of effort into that party. It was beautifully set up. The theme was on point. Everyone looked great. Everyone was having a great time. Like, I would have been so upset if people who I sort of associate with decided to round up two-thirds of my party and then go off to a bar and leave us in the dust. Like... I would have been pretty livid too. Yeah, and it just it stirred the pot more. Like they were really close to being at least cool existing yeah. amongst themselves, and, and that just kind of ruined this. it. And I will say, like Brianna was trying to be a good person when she saw Marissa getting in the car. When I first saw it, I thought, "Ooh, she's just trying to get her to stay at the party." But the second time I saw it, it was actually like remarkably well intentioned. Like. Brianna was like, Marissa, you don't want to get behind the wheel if you've had a drink. Like, you don't want to make that mistake. And Marissa kind of pops off at her. And on one hand, if you're not cool with someone and they're trying to prevent you from going, you know, I... I don't know. I just, I really, I actually do think that Marissa was a little inappropriate in this situation. Do you know who really popped off? Who? On the Lyft drive, you had Summer, you had Mac, Shiva... And then I think Jordan was also in the car. No, what was she in? Anyway, uh, Summer popped off. She was ranting about Marissa. No, she was ranting about Brianna, right? And then you had Shiva recording like a portion of that whole argument between um, Mac and Summer. And I mean, I feel like Summer didn't really have a like room to judge because she was also stirring the pot by leaving. And she was right next to someone who's close to Brianna. So, like... But also, what bugs me is that, yeah, she was close to... She was sitting near, physically close to someone who was emotionally close to Brianna. However, it doesn't mean shit all when you're airing out your feelings. Like, if you're friends with someone that someone else is shitting on, you have the choice to either get involved in the fight and make more drama... Or just sit back, be quiet, and report the business. Yeah. You know? I mean, she and did Mac do that. Did, Mac did that, but she also got herself involved. What bothered me, she was like, I have chill vibes. I'm chill. Oh, I'm yeah. cool all the time. And then she goes off and she's like popping off, like really yelling. And she's like, but I'm chill. I'm chill. Like, honey, no, you're not. If you're the one who's raising your voice for the majority of the clip that we heard, like you're not actually being chill. You know? Yeah, she's chill until she's not chill. So that's pretty much where episode one ended. And thank God episode two was immediately available because it really helped tie in the rest of the drama. We get to hear a little bit more, plus some extensions, which we'll get to in a few more minutes. Episode two kind of continues the drama that had stayed with episode one in the Y2K party because 
it starts by kind of recapping, you know, Summer and Marissa's departure from the party. And honestly, I said it before, but I'll say it again. They were like, that was a little rude. I would have been pissed. Um, I don't think it was a cute look from them, but I don't for some, there's just something that makes me think that there's not like genuine mean for the sake of being mean vibes behind their actions. The way that I kind of get from Brianna and Haley, I kind of get this feeling that they're mean because they think it brings them clout. They're exclusive because they think it makes them better than. And I don't get that same vibe from Summer and Marissa. Yeah, I think if it was anyone else hosting a party, they probably would have stayed. But there seems to be something a little bit deeper going on yes. between the two couples. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hated that. You know, the morning after, I think Mac comes over, Mac and Olivia, or just Mac. I don't quite remember. I apologize. But I kind of hated that they immediately started turning on Shiva and accusing Shiva of, like, really, like, sullen, like, bad intentions by recording a conversation at its peak. I think, A, that's a very natural, for someone who's just, like, who's actually chill vibes as opposed to max claim that she's chill vibes. Shiva actually has chill fucking vibes and it just felt very like trying to force an incorrect perspective on a person who really truly was like kind of innocent in it all. Yeah. And uh, Shiva even said in a talking head portion that she just started filming because she thought it was funny. Like the, juxtaposition that she's a drunk vibing in the back of the car while meanwhile everyone's just raging at each other like that alone is pretty hilarious yeah like it, you're just like everyone's losing their shit and you're just vibing you're like <laughs> these idiots and then you record them but it's not like haha these idiots i hate you it's haha these idiots this is really funny yeah it's just um, a juxtaposition and then yeah. it was taken out of context no i agree and i think mac and brianda they just had a malicious intent behind their their discussion about Shiva without Shiva being in that room. Right. Um, and after they have that scene where Brianna and Haley are talking to Mac, um, they cut over to Summer and Marissa. And I think it's Jordan and Allie and Nellie. Allie and Nellie are another couple um, who aren't as in the main frame, I guess, as Haley and Brianna and Summer and Marissa are. But they all, those five meet at this Italian restaurant and um, Summer starts sharing this text that Haley sent her, which is really like, you see them scroll through it on the TV and it's long. Like this, Haley wrote a novel for Summer and she was like deeply, deeply offended, which for someone who claims to not care much about Summer and Marissa, that text and the amount of time and effort that was spent and the language that was used within it shows a very different story. One that does not mean you don't care about that person or their thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, Haley feels like specifically intimidated by Summer. Yeah, yeah, and I can see because they are both extremely high femme, very beautiful women. 
Um, and I think because they're both, I mean, if we're looking at Brianna and Haley and Marissa and Summer, Brianna and Marissa are very obviously the more butch counterpart or the butch half of their um, respective couple. And so Haley and Marissa then fulfill the femme half of that couple. And because they're both being pitted against each other, they're going to specific because both couples are being pitted against each other. They're both specifically going to be pitting against each other as two femmes. Yeah. And I hate, I hate using the word alpha, but Ugh, yeah, it's kind of like that dynamic where they're trying to be the top. Who's on top? Yeah. Not, you not who's on top. Sorry <laughs> not who's on top in bed, but like who's. <laughs> Apologize, Tyra Banks. I didn't mean to bring top model into this. But... No, but like who's top dog. I yeah, hate that term no, too, know, but like, yeah. Um, but when they were at dinner, when Summer and Marissa were at dinner and they read out that text to the friends, it really, it seems a little unhinged of Haley. And um, I thought it, w- it was weird that Marissa went to text Brianna after Haley texted Summer. But at the same time, it kind of makes sense because they're supposed to be each other's counterpart. Um, but Marissa texts Brianna and says, like, if you don't you know, collect your bitch or whatever. If you don't collect your bitch, I'm going to tell her why Summer doesn't fuck with you. And um, Brianna's like, what do you mean? And then Marissa says nothing. And Marissa explains she wants Brianna to sit and stew and think about all the times that um, she has allegedly, according to Summer, groped her effectively, assaulted her at parties. Um, and I think that's something that if it's been brought up in conversation or in argument before, I think that's something to actually take like really seriously. Right. I mean, people don't actually realize how much sexual assault happens in the LGBT community and it's a much more prevalent issue than we really realize. Yeah. I think people overlook it because... Like, theoretically, you have two people with, like, the same power dynamic. Because it's not, like, it's a not guy like a and a girl. It's a woman, you know, it's physical a woman and dynamic. A woman. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jordan, uh, her talking head portion, she kind of backs up that claim by talking about how she's heard similar rumors I, about that. Did she say that she heard similar rumors? Or did she say that she has been on the receiving end of Brianna's behavior? I don't remember her saying she was on the receiving end, okay. but she, I, I, I'm pretty sure I 80% remember her saying that she's heard iffy things about Brianna Murphy. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the thing that frustrated me the most about that, uh, that conversation or the fact that it was brought up was number one, it's not exactly the most mature thing to like try and force someone to think about why you're mad at them. Like that in and of itself is a little bit manipulative, but um, I think in any and all situations um, when there is allegation of groping or sexual assault, that needs to be taken seriously. That needs to be one of those right until proven wrong things because too many times in any community hetero or queer um assault allegations and assault charges do not come to fruition at the rate at which uh at the rate that would be appropriate um you know 
in proportion with the problem. Yeah, and also if I was Haley, I would want to know that my partner was a freaking perv with other people. Exactly. Look, if someone came up to me at a party and said, hey, a few years ago, Nadia did X, Y, Z, and it made me really uncomfortable. The first thing I would do is come up to you and be like, what the fuck did you do to this person? Yeah. Like, my first assumption would be, believe the woman who was assaulted. Even if the the alleged assaulter, Nadia is sweet and pure and innocent, don't worry. But even if the alleged assaulter was my partner, I would immediately, immediately ask them what the fuck they did. That's how strongly I feel about the legitimacy of these uh, allegations. Um, and it also leads into why Summer wanted to have left the party earlier. If she was invited to a party with Brianna and Haley, and she has had a past history of Brianna getting all up in her business at parties when Brianna's drunk, touching her inappropriately when Brianna's drunk, I would... I. I wouldn't feel any guilt about leaving that party. I showed up for my friend Jordan. You know, if I'm speaking from Summer's perspective. I showed up for my best friend Jordan. She had a great time. I love a lap dance. We had a couple drinks. And I'm starting to feel like I don't want to be around this person anymore. And I need to I need to go get out somewhere. I would go to White Lie. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Because if, like, you can look at... Look, you can look at this any angle and come to like a very black and white conclusion, but it's you need a very nuanced take in regards to why so and so left the party. Yeah. And a lot of the issue with the way the show is presented is just, oh, Summer's being rude. Oh, Brianna's being super controlling. But I think with the additional knowledge or assumption that you know, these allegations were made by Summer towards Brianna, it makes the leaving the party situation a little bit more understandable. Whether or not those allegations be true, since they are part of the playbook at this point, and since they are or have been spoken about, and they have been, you know, it's clear who who was part of said events it makes the actions of everyone else more understandable at least in regards to marissa and summer yeah that's the thing about watching this show because like when you when you're in the middle of one episode you're like oh this is what i think and then you get to the next episode like oh wait there's more context yeah there's a lot more context now so after we realize um the complex situation between summer and marissa and brianna and Haley. The show moves on to, interestingly, Mel and Olivia kind of discuss their friendship between each other. And what I found most interesting is that this is the first big scene really kind of introducing us to these characters, these people. And the main topic of the conversation is Olivia's drinking problem. I think it's really poignant um, that they made that like the front and center topic um with Olivia um because it it just seems very odd to bring up as a casual conversation point like oh yeah I'm only going out one to two times a week now like if that's 
a lot less for you like you very clearly have a problem. yeah I mean like maybe I'm just an introvert but when she said I'm only going out once or twice a week that's like in my head I'm like okay that's every weekend that's a lot <laughs> you know I was like I go out twice a month if I'm really filling up to it you know yeah God, um, once or twice a week, Jesus Christ, turn your batteries off for once. I think, but you also have to remember that she really needs to pull herself out of that environment to really, like, break her bad habits. Because during her confessional, she's like, I work as a bartender, so when I'm working, I'm drinking. And then when I'm not working, I'm okay. at a bar drinking. Yeah. So she either needs to, like, totally bring herself out of that environment or she's just not going to break that harmful cycle of getting too drunk getting yeah. in trouble x I, y and z i think people don't realize it when it's with a young girl who's like 23 they don't really real see it as harmful they see it as cute and party yeah like even during other people's confessionals when they talked about olivia the friend they're like oh she's always, always the life of the party yeah, she's, always party. Lit. she's always drinking she goes wild like i don't know if that's the only thing people could say about me, I'd probably want to check myself. Like, I, it, on one hand, it's, like, very positive. Everyone wants to be the introvert or extrovert. Everyone yeah. wants to be the life of the party, uh, the fun girl, the person who's always easy to get along with. But when that comes at the expense of your, you know, intelligence and your forethought and your liver health, like... <sighs> Yeah, if I was her friend, I would be very concerned. Yeah. Um, but the conversation between Mel and Olivia was super sweet. Um, and it really seems like Mel and Olivia get along. So it would be really interesting to learn a little bit more about their friendship later on in the series, for sure. The next scene brings us to a short clip of Marissa and Summer moving into Marissa's mom's house because... Their house is getting renovated and Marissa's not looking forward to living with her mom again. Blah, blah, blah. Regular woes. Stuff we would kind of expect from a situation like yeah, that. Yeah, and basically what you get from that is Marissa and her mom, they love each other, but they're always bumping heads. Because, you know, Marissa, she wants to sleep in, enjoy mm-hmm. her time. When, not Like when she's not working, then her mom's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You gotta yeah, they be really rag on each other, too. But I have yeah. to say, like, my mom and I rag on each other a lot, so I kind of get it. And I really liked how they touched a lot on their, like, cultural background. Yeah. Um, her mom, her parents being Greek, and, um, you know, it's really different growing up when you have immigrant parents. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. I would know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nadia's parents are from Colombia, so they're, like, she, she understands the uh, immigrant experience. I used to... God, should I confess this now? No, later, later. <laughs> later? No, I feel like I have to now. It's not It's not anything terrible, I promise. But when I was younger, like high school and stuff, I used to like joke that both of my parents were immigrants because, and this isn't any justification, it's really- Stolen st- valor. Stolen yeah, exactly. valor. <laughs> Stolen valor. Um, it's, it's not false, but it's also like not true in the sense that we think of immigrant families. Like we think of, um, people who immigrate from Latin American countries, people who immigrate from the Middle East. My dad just moved here from England in like the seventies and my mom was born in the Virgin Islands Which and is she's white and she's white. She's not black from the Virgin Islands. She's white. So it was kind of one of those he, 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 I'm being cheeky, but now it's kind of in poor taste. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll be the first to admit it. I'm not going to lie. So 
what follows um, the little introduction to Marissa and Summer's family is actually a group outing with um, Olivia Mel and Shiva. And I thought it was really sweet because it seems like they put this little event together to get Olivia to experience fun that doesn't involve alcohol. But unfortunately, it just devolves into uh, like park watching to keep an eye out for straight girls that they think they'll be able to turn. Well, that's mostly Shiva. Yeah. Shiva's that, she's she's that gay person that goes after straight people. Yeah, and that's so disappointing because she's so sweet. I think she was beautiful. She's so sweet. She has a vibe that, like, you can really get along with someone. Um, They seem like a really genuine person, and then they go and they're like, oh, you know, those straight girls aren't always so straight. And it's just absolutely, it's cringeworthy. Yeah. It's they, cringeworthy. There's this, there's these three like straight girls just minding their business, having a picnic. And then they just like, not bombard them, but they kind of like invite themselves into their little they circle. Really, it is a bombardment. And then they just kind of like give them the, their, I mean, I wouldn't their say traumatic. story. Their coming out story. And it's like these straight girls didn't sign up for that. They didn't sign up to get flirted oh, with. And what kills me is when they're like, oh, so. Are you sure you're straight? Are you really sure? You know, I heard you said I'm straight as far as I know. And she was like, oh, as of yet, like as though Uh, she's going to be able to turn her. And it makes me so mad. Maybe Shiva just wants unattainable people because she still wants cuppies. There's some kind of complex there. There's some kind of complex there. But, you know, Mel and Olivia, they kind of enable that. And I want to say, too. That's kind of like one of the themes in this whole show, friends enabling their friends. And friends enabling, yeah. Yeah, friends enabling their friends' bad behavior. I agree with that. Um, And speaking of enabling bad behavior, we learn the next night after Mel, Shiva, and Olivia all go out after the park, um, Mel and Shiva leave, Olivia stays, and she ends up getting arrested for wrong way driving, drunk in Tampa Bay. Like, the day after she has this big conversation with Mel about her drinking and her partying, um, and Mel being the good, I think Mel really is genuinely a good person, she comes and gets her, collects her from, collects Olivia from jail, and brings her, this, this solidified my approval of Mel, was when Olivia gets in the car and there's no words, there's like, just like a look of knowing, like, you're a fucking idiot. But there's like a smile on Mel's face. She just hands her the water bottle, hands her the vape pen, hands her a packet of snacks, like a care package, <laughs> and a, a care package for a fucking criminal. <laughs> yeah. Also, one thing, how crazy is her fluffy string wheel? Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> it's so extra. It's my kind yeah. of it's my kind of like, ding, you know? Yeah. But circling back to the DIY it really bugged me during the confessional when Olivia, or was it even the confessional? I don't know. But she said that she felt like she could drive. And she was like, oh, I knew I was above the like the legal like point limit, but I felt like I was able to drive. And yeah, like, she was really downplaying the severity of the yes. incident. Because if you're drunk enough where you can't decide which side of the road is the right side of the road, you were not sober enough to decide to drive in the first place. Her saying... Oh, you know, I thought I wasn't that drunk. You know, I felt like I was able to drive. Well, honey bunny, like you've need to, you got to start figuring out what your signals are for 
unable to drive because you were clearly unable to drive. Right. When you decided to get in the car and drive the opposite direction. Like Olivia, when she told her other friends about the DOI, she downplayed it a lot. And I feel like her friends, if they had known like the reality of the situation, they would have been very uncool with them being like, you are a dumb person for doing that. But isn't that what people always do when they do something that's really stupid and they fucked up? They're like, oh, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I wasn't really that drunk, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's such a common thing. I think it it just illustrates how much less mature Olivia is in compared in comparison to the rest of the cast, especially with that one thing that uh, Brianna was saying to Marissa at the party, you know, you shouldn't get behind the wheel if you've had a drink in your system and then you have the 23 year old getting drunk and wrong way driving down the highway at night. Um, I think it really just illustrates how, Almost clueless Olivia seems to be. Do you think she's a clueless person? I, I think she's kind of <clears throat> clueless. Here's the thing. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if I should mention it now because it, it, it's, it's brought up later in the episode, but she kind of had to raise herself. And so when you raise yourself, you're not being raised by an adult. You're being raised by your 16-year-old self. That's true. That is true. There is a portion after the initial DUI event... Um, we cut to Summer and Marissa, their family, talking about them getting engaged at a family dinner. Um, and then Olivia really talks a lot about her mom who passed away when she was 16. And then her dad leaving her, effectively, to fend for herself at age 17. And so I guess the level of immaturity kind of makes sense because in one way you could see her as being kind of frozen in this 17 year old mindset and life's all fun all the time I've got a party while I can um and it still hasn't really left her as a 23 year old so I'm wondering if there will be some character development is it weird to say character development because these are real humans well character development can apply to like people in her life I guess yeah that is true so I wonder if we'll see this facet of character development as the season goes on um, after we learn a bit more about, um, Olivia's mom's death, we see Mac come and confront Shiva about, um, about the recording that Shiva took in the car on the way to White Lie. And, um, Shiva seems to be super caught off guard. And again, Mac keeps going, I'm chill. I'm cool. I'm not angry, blah, blah, blah. But she's literally the one starting the conversation with Shiva. She's literally the one placing these impure intentions on Shiva. And Shiva's sitting there going, no, I literally just sent this to Jordan because I wasn't sure what to make of it. I No one else knows about it until, you know, y'all started talking about it. Um, and Max over there, like, really trying to find some, like, negative intent in Shiva. And I think that really does Shiva a disservice, like... I will protect Shiva at all costs. I'm sorry. I think she is the most pure human on that show. Yeah. Next to Jordan. Jordan? No. Okay, there's three people who are so pure on that show. Who am I going to say? Guess. Well, Jordan. Yes. Copy? No. 
No, yeah, Cuppy's kind of toxic. It's Jordan, Mel, and Shiva. They are the Mel. most pure-hearted, pure-souled people on that show. I really feel like I get so much. I feel so much lightness from them, even through the TV. Like I feel like kindness come from them, and like genuine, you know, genuity. I guess that's the word, genuity. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Um, so I, I really, I get frustrated with Mac. Mac becomes a less maybe an unfavorite character of mine after this ep- this part in the second episode. It just seemed so weird. And she ends up fighting a fight that's not even about her in the first place. And it's mm, it's just a little, it makes me kind of huh, a little bit. Yeah, you know? and I feel like they kind of frame it in a way that, well, at least for me, I feel like, they're each other's counterpart because you have one person who's like oh i'm the chill one i'm always chill and then you have the person who's like actually chill yeah exactly you have the person who says it and the one who actually does it yeah um yeah but speaking of chill let's talk about the chill time on the tiki boat that cuppy set up for everyone um so cuppy ends up renting a tiki boat which is like the main event of this episode and i guess for I, I guess it does end up being a benefit for everyone in the group because Summer and Marissa aren't there, which means that the drama isn't really going to be about them. So we get to see a little bit more of Haley and Brianna's dynamic when Summer and Marissa aren't involved. And I think on the Tiki boat is really telling about who Haley and Brianna are on the inside as people, as a couple, as an item within this community. Imagine being the boat driver. <laughs> oh my god, I would cry. Poor, what was it? What was it? Captain Linda or someone? I don't remember, but she oh had this really cute thing to say, like something about boats. There are big ships, there are small yeah. ships, there are ships that sail the seven seas, but the sh- best ships are friendships. May yours and mine forever be. I did that better than anyone on that freaking TV show. So I think I win the competition for who said that poem quite correctly. Um, I will take my prize here now. Thank you. Um, and after we do, after they do this uh, little, I guess, cutesy bonding poem thing, um, it really cuts into Haley and Bree confronting Shiva about the recording. Um, and something that really bothered me is like Haley and Brianna are always acting like super sussy. Like, super suspicious, super paranoid about everything and anything that's being said around them. It feels like they're trying way too hard to be top dog. And that just harkens back to what they said, what Brianna said in the first episode, that they're the queen bees. Like, they really do feel like they have a job to be upholding. And unfortunately, they're doing a shitty fucking job of it because... I like I don't know I I don't want to be around them. I feel like their actions are making none of the other people want like actively want to be around them. The harder they try to like have people look up to them, the more people want to distance 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 ah, distance themselves from them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and they end up like being super combative. It's like it's not enough that you already sent Mac to do your fighting for you, but now you're gonna like double down on poor Shiva who's stuck on this fucking boat she can't run away and you're sitting there getting so angry and literally Shiva's just trying to start a conversation like okay Haley and Brianna have been together for six years that's a really fucking long time for lesbians that's a long time so obviously if you've been together for many many years and marriage is legal now for gay folks 
I think it's a very normal topic of conversation for someone to jokingly bring up, so when are you getting married? Her, her, her. Yeah. Like, and my friends are bringing that up all the time. Like, me and Nadia haven't even been together for six years. And it's just something that I feel like is to be expected, you know? And Brianna brought, like, took so much offense to it. Like, she immediately bristled. Immediately. Immediately went on guard and started, like, hammering at Shiva absolutely hammering at Shiva and then being like why do you always have to do stuff to get a reaction you're so you like to stir the pot blah 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 like bitch who's stirring the pot right now you're responding so violently to a very normal and innocuous question like it it's it's very unhealthy yeah her defense is just more offense and she was saying something like uh, yeah, we're not married, but our relationship is more stronger than any other lesbian I know. Even any other, like, straight person I know is, like, that is We're very... the tops. Like, yeah. you're the best. We're the best. Like, oh, my God. If you have to say it that many times, maybe you don't believe it for yourself, you know? Yeah, they're really trying to hammer it down. And as they started hammering at Shiva, like, they were... They first got in conversation talking about the recording of, uh... Mac in the car with Summer and they were list they were like oh you don't have to play it if you want to play it you can play it but you don't have to play it and they were obviously convincing her to play the fucking recording and so she started playing it and as like they didn't even get halfway through the recording and so I think Haley and Brianna were like so so did you get anything that Summer said or something like that or and then she was like, oh, so this isn't, you're not actually talking about me and Sarah, who is Mac. Mac goes by Mac, but some people call her Sarah anyway. So she was like, you're not even concerned about what happened between me and Sarah. And they were like, no. Like, they literally only wanted her to play the recording so that they could catch more information on Summer and Marissa, which is so fucking paranoid and so skeevy. Like, it's really gross behavior from people who claim to be top dog. You know, unless you're taking the perspective of, well, if you're on top, then you got to stay on top, which means you have to be proactive about keeping bullshit down. But like, that's just causing more problems for yourself. That means you've fought for a place that perhaps you do not deserve. And now you're afraid to lose it. You know? Yeah, the way they set the show up, it really shows you like how there's always a counterpart to each person. And as Brianna is really popping off at Shiva about the whole marriage, about her asking the marriage question, she goes and accuses Shiva of gossiping for clout. Um, but the problem is, is that in all the talking heads and all the little like sidebars that Haley and Brianna have been in, they've been gossiping for clout, not Shiva. They have. So a lot of Haley and Brianna's actions feel like major major projection of their own behaviors onto other people and they just don't know how to deal with it and so that's how they deal with it by pinning the accusations on someone else what we're left with at the end of the second episode is something that really it really like hit something almost primal inside of me because I've experienced this kind of behavior from people I'm close to before um but at the end, Brianna started yelling at Shiva, like literally yelling at this poor girl. And then Shiva's like trying to say her piece back. And Brianna's like, 
if you fucking yell at me, you're going to regret it. If you raise your voice at me, you're going to regret it. Like, how dare you yell at someone and then threaten them after they even pretend to match your tone? Like, that to me is so indicative of some level of personal importance verging on narcissism. It's so indicative of that kind of dysfunction in Brianna herself. It's something that really irritated me, actually, at the end of the second episode. And it's really interesting when you tack that kind of um, analysis onto Brianna. Um, it is really interesting to find out, which I found out um, just shortly after finishing the series. If you want to know the level of control that Haley and Brianna are actually trying to achieve, you should go on to briannadmurphy.com, Brianna's website, where she explains that, and I quote under her about me, I began dating my girlfriend in May 2015, and we have always been the center of attention since the day we met. You sure about that, honey? Well, it's easy to be the center of attention when you start all the drama. Exactly. And she follows this up to say, um, we both enjoy entertainment and decided to contact a producer to create our own all-lesbian cast re reality show. So Brianna and Haley, control freaks that they are, who think they're center of attention, decided to go contact a producer because they wanted to make a show about their lesbian community in Tampa. And because they went out and sought the producer... I'm assuming they have some higher level of consideration in that realm than the other cast members do, which just gives us another check mark for Brianna needs to unclench and release some control a little bit, you know? Yeah, like when I first heard that, I would have never guessed that that's how it went down. But honestly, are we really surprised, though? Are we really surprised that Brianna and Haley were the ones who wanted to create this show to their liking? It, and they are promoting themselves as the Queen Bees? Are we shocked? It is very on brand for their brand. <laughs> and I don't no. think I like that brand. No, but that's what it is. They're building a brand. That's true. Yeah, that is true. They are pushing an image. Because much. before the show, they were. Uh, I mean, what were they? Self proclaimed doing? queen bees of the Tampa scene. And now that they're on tele. Well, prime yeah, video. Prime video. Now everyone knows them. Well, everyone who's seen the show. Exactly. And I can also see them being like, well, if it wasn't for us going to the Amazon producer, you wouldn't even have the following that you have now. Like that kind of thing. Ooh, I wonder if that's going to happen later in the season or in season two or something like that. If we can start seeing that kind of dynamic. That'd be interesting. But speaking of people that we don't like, let's end our podcast with a segment that we're going to do every episode called Fuck, Mary Unalive. I think uh, kill is a little bit too harsh, so we're saying unalive. Yeah, let's do unalive. Yeah. I like fuck, marry, unalive. Okay, so Nadia, who are your three fuck, marry, unalive? Okay, so um, I think Jordan has, like, the best personality. She's, like, one of the sweetest, so mm -hmm. that's the type of person you want to marry. Mm -hmm. So I'll go with Mary Jordan. Um, I will unalive Brianna 
And, okay, <laughs> hear me out on this next one. Do not judge me. Who are you gonna fuck? Or who are you gonna fuck? Uh, just to stir the just to stir the pot. Oh my god, who are you gonna fuck? Haley. Just to stir the Nadia. pot. Just to stir the pot Nadia. and shove it in Brianna's face. Oh, actually, that's really clever. I kind of like that. Okay, so me. Fuck Pish Daddy. Mary Mel. Unalive Brianna. But I think we were all expecting that answer from us. So, I mean, let's see if it changes next week. Who oh, knows? Yeah. I mean, by the end, like, each character has... Like something very either like unlikable or likable about them in each episode. So like it definitely will change because we hope. Yeah. Honestly, my fish daddy's probably only gonna switch between fucking Mary for me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm obsessed with Shiva. Love her. Does she go by Pish Daddy or did you just make that up? No, she's like on her Instagram, she's like put that in the captions and I just I really like it. I think it's cute. Okay. <laughs> So Dude. I'm calling her Pish Daddy. Sorry. Sorry, Shiva. If you want to be Shiva and you make it known in the next week, because I know uh, Brianna Murphy knows of the existence of this podcast and she didn't seem too happy about it. Um, so Shiva, if you end up listening to this, please let us know if you prefer Shiva over Pish Daddy. I love calling you Pish Daddy. You could be my Pish Daddy. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Nadia is not very happy, but it's entertainment, baby. The showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for now. We've done episodes one and two of Tampa Bay's. And next week, you will be hearing about episodes three and four. We can't wait to be with you again and see you guys soon. Thanks for joining us. Right. Bye. Later, guys. See ya.